0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com
2: Made me in the kitchen
3: what are we going to make? What do you crave? Hold our hearts, our histories, share it on a play. What do you
2: social spaces are disappearing. According to David Carpenter, who wrote Stonewall, A History on the Riots, in 1976, there were 2,500 gay bars across the country. Today, that number has dipped to below 1,400. Part of it is that it's safer for us to be in mainstream spaces now, which is a good thing. And to be clear, gay bars never provided safety for huge swaths of the queer community anyway. And anecdotally, it seems that spaces for gay men are still doing a lot better than spaces for the rest of us. But regardless, there's been a loss, and I feel a lot of grief around it. In most of the cities that I've lived in, my only options were occasional pop-ups or monthly dance parties. On the show today, we have Bhavani and Saskia. They are a couple uh, of cutie queers from across the pond. They saw that same lack of casual, friendly queer space in London, and quite impulsively decided to respond by starting a brewing company aptly named Queer Beer.
3: We, we've been a bit nervous about this. Yeah, we've been stressing around in our house, being like, oh, "We've been it's like wonderful. stress cleaning for about the last hour." Oh my goodness! <laughs> <Very late. laughs> like uh, practicing how to say our names and shit like that. <laughs> so. But we're excited. Finally, we're doing this.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Let's start there.
3: Yeah. Um, okay, you go first.
4: I'm Saskia. And I'm Bavani. Maybe we, yeah, I think we sound pretty different. So
3: hopefully, yeah, we'll get... hopefully you'll be able to see. Oh, here, who's <laughs> who?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to be hearing your story. Um...
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're so
2: excited to tell it. So I guess my first question is for Bhavani. I was reading an article about queer beer that kind of started with your story before launching the company and yeah. talking about, I think you said in there, like, I kind of was like pushed or fell out of the closet and then bumped my head on the
3: floor. <laughs> so- yeah, it wasn't a smooth coming out. Um, yeah, in the least. I lived basically in a very small town just outside of London. And it was not exactly like a cultural hub. I guess I could say that. Um, and, um, I'm Indian and so my parents, uh, had quite traditional views on sexuality, not even traditional views. We just never spoke about it. And they just, they just weren't used to the situation because in my culture, it's more about when you're ready to get married is the only time you ever discuss relationships. Right. Or, um, being with someone else. So me coming out at like 14 being like, I'm gay, like was pretty, <laughs> was pretty like shocking to them. And they didn't really know how to react, I guess. So I was like the, the lesbian the of the town. Business. I was like the big old gay in the town. <laughs> um, yeah, cause I'd like cut my hair short at the time and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be butch as hell and I'm going to embrace it. And I was going to school and we got to like dress in like our own clothes for the last two years of high school and. I was like mixing it up with like all these different clothing and it was kind of, I felt like the only one in my town who was kind of a queer POC because I, you know, didn't see anyone else like me and um, I, I didn't really enjoy being in the town that much. So I kind of picked up little jobs here and there to to come into London. So the town I lived in was only 30, 30 minutes on a train, but the difference between that distance was so massive in terms of like basically living in a field to then coming into this like huge city. And I was, and I was, I moved over for uni, which I went to an art school and being in an art school just meant like I was going to be hanging around with a lot of queer people, I think. And it was great. I I met some of my closest friends and I, I kind of got that feeling of like having a queer family for the first time. And I've never had anything like that. So London in itself has just been, like, the most special place ever mm. for me. So, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: so dreamy. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, it was.
3: Uh, it was, especially when I was moving here. It was crazy. It was so, so much fun just, like, coming over. It. Yeah.
2: So wild. And that's where you two met, right? You met Saskia in yeah. London.
4: Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. Either or both of you? Yeah.
3: Why don't you? Why don't you take this one? <laughs>
4: Um, basically so that was like two and a half years ago and I had just came over to London for like a month because I didn't really know what to do after high school and my friends were living here at the time so I was kind of visiting them and I met Bhavani on tinder like you do when you're new to like a city um and we swipe right and Bhavani was ghosting me, I thought, because I, I messaged I was Bavini. playing it
3: cool. That's the way you're supposed
4: <laughs> to say it. I messaged you after <laughs> if we should grab a beer. Yeah. Which in Stockholm, like, everyone kind of says that let's go for a beer. But I guess in, like, maybe British culture, American culture, I don't know if you guys do that in the same way. It's more like, yeah. let's go for a drink. Bhavani like, basically thought wow. I was very into beers <laughs> from that moment. From that moment, yeah um the beers were just basically like the cheapest drink to have so that was like why i suggested a beer
2: <laughs> it sounds like neither one of you was like deep into beer you know it was like a big beer nerd <laughs> <at the laughs> like,
3: No, yeah i was like i've been like just drinking like gin and tonics which sounds so posh but like that's my dad's fault like he like was like you gotta order a gin and tonic like don't go for a beer come on you have to like i'm like
0: well, okay like a
3: make it well, classy or something and I soon realized that gin and tonics are very expensive to buy in a bar so I, so that's kind of we we went we have had like a couple of beers and yeah. that's I guess where the beer started was two and a half years ago because I started to drink more beers but it became like an inside joke
4: really yeah Cause you you were like Bob and you were like snapchat me drinking a beer before when we were just like dating <laughs> trying to impress me <laughs> thinking that would be like yeah because I, oh, I thought I she just beer. loves
3: her beers and so I was like okay well I guess I'll buy every kind of craft looking fantastic looking beer in like a grocery store and I'll just show off and be like look at me drinking a beer kind of like it sounds so lame now why did I do that <laughs> um but but um yeah and that's that's kind of actually more or less where it started because I've I started looking more into like the design I saw how some labels of these beers look really beautiful and very thoughtful. Mm. And, uh, I, I started like kind of tasting and beer tasting them, um, with my dad when I was living at home during the summertime, uh, whilst we were like kind of long distance and got really interested in the whole process of the beer and, and how it's made and how to design it and, yeah, and then I started drinking beers from there. <laughs> yeah. I stopped, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. <every> single day. <laughs> so you're in this yeah, long so distance probably... relationship
2: just like, okay, I have to text Saskia pictures of myself drinking beer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, i mean, this. I don't know why. Uh,
3: the story just makes me think, like, why did you go ahead? What? Oh, my oh, God. Really
2: cool. <laughs> I love that. So how did you – so you're in this long distance relationship for the summer. When – and I guess tell the story of, like, how you actually decided – to start brewing and to start queer beer.
3: So we were in a long distance for the summer and we went back and forth seeing each other. And then in the spring of the next year, um, Saskia moved over to London.
4: Yeah, but We uh, were literally discussing today, like how did we actually start like from the beginning? Cause it kind of, like we said before, it kind of started as a little bit as a joke, really? Like with the whole beer story and yeah. how we were just randomly got into beer. But then also discovered like the great, like how much we actually enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and wanted to do something different, which is because we were just talking about how like how crazy it was that there was no like lesbian brewery or like a queer brewery and how great it would be to like start that.
2: OK, we have to take an ad break. Stay tuned to hear how this impulsive moment turned out. we are back with the sweet brave and wonderful founders of queer beer
3: yeah so so you moved over in the spring and i think we i was very unhappy at university i I had changed course i think for a third time um yeah it it, essentially it started out as a joke because i was just imagining like one morning over breakfast like wouldn't it just be crazy if there was like this lesbian brewery just like these butchers like you know, like <laughs> swirling these hops and, and all these, like this, I was just imagining like a, a queer brewery. And I just thought, why, why, why not? Why not us? And um, <laughs> so we, we, uh, I got in contact with a brewery in, in London and, um, just asked like, Hey, do you, can we commission you to like make some beer for us? And they loved the, they love the beer from the star and they loved the idea, which I was, very nervous about saying this because you know the the scene of beer today is uh straight white guys so narrow uh, yeah so it's that's Mm -hmm. what it is and that's exactly what our brewer actually looked like Um, I had no idea like what to expect when we were approaching him yeah
4: luckily he was very he was
3: super open-minded and he's very talented and he knows a lot about beer and we, yeah, I was like on Corona's at the time. So it wasn't exactly like um something I was, you know, an expert in, but now I feel like um we're getting there and we started off with a pale ale. So that's our first, the original queer beer, actually, <laughs> Um which is, you know, we wanted something super easy and super simple that we would both love as people who are not beer drinkers all the time like something we can everyone can enjoy so we went for a really really simple beer and um we spoke to the brewer about it and we said this is what we want and we just set out a whole day just to to make the beer
4: most of our friends came along and like we took a lot of photos and documented the whole day and me and bavini were like stirring the hops as good as we could even though it was super heavy
3: and like you had to be really like firm, yeah, or whatever. And at the end of at the end of that day, we got to try the the wort, which is like the unfermented beer, which is essentially like this strange, not particularly great tasting, you know, right. unfermented beer, which is kind of sweet but also has like this kind of citrusy element to it from the hops. And we, I've I've personally fell in love with like even the unfermented beer that we tasted on the day. And I did not. <laughs> you did not. You did not. So, no, was, no, but honestly, but it is. I was special. very. I was very excited very by special. by the taste of it because you can kind of see that the flavors are there even when it's like tasting a bit, yeah. you know, special itself. Special. You're like, okay, well, great. Well, when it's fermented and when it's going to be carbonated and all these things, it's going to taste hopefully delicious. So, um, and we waited like the ten, fifteen days it takes to kind of become beer and then it was all packaged and ready to go and um yeah and then it was from there we just you know had 2000 cans of our queer beer just in this guy's brewery <laughs> which was a real sight to to kind of turn up so, to
2: so incredible yeah. um i wonder if you could talk a little bit about like what the goals are of queer beer and and maybe how they've evolved.
4: So definitely like definitely we've been thinking when we started the beer we came from the thought of queer spaces in London like London like we are blessed to live in such a big city um which have plenty of queer great spaces but still we felt like there wasn't something kind of casual and like easy going yeah
3: it was either like a club night or I don't know, really. Like, yeah, just club nights. Essentially, yeah. that's what you get in London if you want to hang out as like on a queer event. It it would be just yeah. as I'm sure. I also it's think other places. it's changing a
4: lot and a lot. But we definitely wanted to be a part of that and contribute with something different than just like a turn up night. Yeah. I guess.
3: Yeah. I think our <laughs> our main goals was to uh, to to be a part of the queer scene in London, and that was a really personal thing for me, especially yeah. as. I had literally moved from like a farm town, basically, into a city, and I was still kind of getting used to to navigating the queer spaces, um, in and around London. And I thought it'd be a great thing, as both of us had basically just moved to London pretty early on, and Saskia had just moved over to 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 be with me and to live with her friends. Um, I thought it'd be a great idea for us to kind of navigate that scene together and be a part of the scene and kind of be a part of uniting queer people. And um Definitely. also having like a product when you go on a night out or if you're having like a casual night, um, to have a product that's made from within the community for the community. Um with you know just
0: where also
4: we like profits are going to charity organization supporting the LGBTQ community which is like a part of it that we really want to like yeah. We've... make sure that we're involved within the beer, that we're not just making it for, you know, like it is for fun, but we also want to have that aspect of the beer. So it makes it special for us.
3: Yeah. So, but it's been, a, it's been really fun to kind of get to know London and, and also be able to be noticed from even like from, from you and being noticed from like parts of the world and which I would have never have thought would have happened over the last yeah. year. So it's been crazy fun. But- yeah, I'm so jealous yeah. of
2: everyone in London. I'm like, wow! All I want to do with the rest of my day is just like go <laughs> hang out with some queers and drink queer beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. um, I actually wanted yeah. to ask. I, you mentioned a little bit the the kind of profit sharing, but uh,
3: what organizations are you are you all able to support with queer beer? So we've been. Kind of our go-to is the Albert Kennedy Trust, which is a charity for LGBTQ youth, and it supports them kind of during times of like homelessness, etc. And that was quite a personal one for us as it's, I don't know, I feel like because we're quite young, we kind of relate to feeling lost and alone and, yeah, and that kind of
4: that be like I'm um, very privileged to have
3: like a place where we can stay to be safe yeah like,
4: safe housing yeah and like the feeling of not being like safe in your home must be you
3: know I can't even imagine what that must it must be like. terrifying so so that's where um that's where 10% of our profits are going to and we've also been kind of supporting Uh, our friends who are like going through top surgery and donating through fundraising, for fundraising, just like for our personal, like for our our little bubble that we have in London. So yeah, it's, it's, it's growing slowly. And we haven't, we haven't obviously raised too much because, you know, it's, we've just started out, but we're hoping for it to be so much more in the, in the next year and the next years Mm -hmm. to come. So you all are doing the most. Don't rush yourselves.
2: Uh, (laughs) 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 I was wondering, you are, you know, unfortunately, not typical brewers, uh, as you're kind of getting into looking at having your own brewery and, and learning more about beer. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, like, yeah. what have some reactions been of folks in the brewing world?
3: That's a great question. Um, the reaction we get is is quite mixed. I feel like queers are just like, oh, my God, queer beer, we love it. We're going to buy a little bit, blah, blah, blah. They love it, and the packaging as well, because we've like gone for this kind of fun metallic packaging, which kind of shimmers yeah. a rainbow. It's a bit
4: like oil spill.
3: Yeah, like a kind of holographic type of feel to it. So we, it's just caught a lot of attention, and some some people who come over and will kind of, you know, wander around the beer and kind of do a circle around it and be like, oh, well, what, what, what's that? And we'll be like, oh, it's our, our queer beer, and they kind of don't always know how to react and uh have been a bit like oh queer beer and kind of smile to themselves or like right. it's been really but i don't think but we've ever the, like in the
4: brewing world like it's been really great yeah like, we've mostly met white cis men i guess yeah. and you know you never really know what like approach we're gonna get like a young queer like interracial couple <laughs> making beer like you don't see that every day yeah but it's been really really good like people have really been like professionals so we're very yeah. grateful that it's been receiving such a good feedback yeah as it has
3: yeah it's been um, it's been great it's been really we've been very lucky it's very fun yeah it's like really fun people come up and like
4: <laughs> at like market fairs and stuff that we've been doing quite a lot like to see the different reactions it, it feels
3: like sometimes some of the guys like hold back from like mansplaining like you you can tell that they really want to explain more about the beer but they they like stop themselves because we're yeah. we're like there being like no this is we know what we're doing and this is our beer and so it's it's been it's been a quite confident boost i guess to to yeah. feel like we're at some sort of level where we can um discuss the beer and the future of it and what's happened in our story and all that
2: and obviously <laughs> queers love it um you two are the cutest and the sweetest uh and yeah. yeah, I wonder like what is running a business as a couple, a business that you started like oh pretty early on in your relationship.
3: How God, I hope you have time. How has dip. that been? <laughs> <laughs> how has that been? Um, wow. Well, that has been that's a great question. It's been ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster. It has been a while. But because
4: 'cause we've been going through so much in our relationship apart from just a beer. Like just a year ago, when we were just starting out, yeah. like balvaney literally just dropped out of uni, I quit my job at the same time we were going to move into a flat which fell through, yeah, we had to move in with your parents and, and... back into this town which right back
3: be... into this <laughs> back town. into this town, so um,
4: we... so it's literally it's been a roller coaster, and at the same time, managing the beer and trying to get new jobs and trying to find a new house a which new I place. guess everyone goes through that, but it's been
3: on the relationship but yeah it is really stressful at times um to have like a business when you're like 24 7 with someone but because I think we also have so much fun with it it kind of balances out even it can be really stress, like really stressful mm-hmm. but
4: we're <laughs> definitely like so grateful we're, we're trying
3: to like we're trying to <laughs> like, really yes, be grateful because like it
4: really is a privilege to be able to do this and to do it with like the person you love the most
3: yeah so, and it's also it's also really helped like my family which is this quite a traditional family kind of come around I don't think we would have been this close to my family especially if we didn't have this kind of fun project which they're also kind of involved yeah, in and super helpful they've strong. been really supportive over it and especially like my parents they've kind of come a long way since like my coming out days to 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 suddenly support my 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 gay business with my girlfriend (laughs) you know all these Mm -hmm. things so it kind of really came around yeah really it's been great Um, what do you think yeah Yeah?
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so wonderful uh i'm so glad that queer beer exists i'm so glad that you two are the two people that are behind it um so <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, listening. Listening We're so podcast success. Yeah, we can at We're to think so much. We're big fans. We're big fans. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm a big
2: yeah, fan. <laughs> this has been incredible. Anything else that I missed or that listeners cool. should know about where they can find you on the internet or things you have coming
3: up. Um follow us on Instagram, queerbeer underscore UK. And we Oh god yeah. I'm doing like this weird podcast voice. Anyway. So we, we have, have we have a website that is going to be launching soon, um, which we'll find on the Instagram, but if you don't have Instagram, um, shoot us an email, info at thequeerclub.co.uk. Good um, place. yeah. Uh, and we'll get back to you.
2: Ugh, I love those too, And I really, truly am very jealous of those of you in London. Uh, anyway, thank you for tuning into Queer the Table today. The show is produced by me, Nico Whistler. Our logo was designed by Natalie Uduella, and our theme song was written and performed by Denali Gillespie, who also inspired the name for the show. If you want more queer food content, you can follow us on Instagram at QueertheTable. And if you're enjoying the show so far, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, we are very stoked to be a part of Heritage Radio Network, where new and wonderful food-focused podcasts are being added all the time. You can check those out at heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks. Till next time.
0: This program is powered by Simplecast.
2: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter.